Hey newbies, from time to time, sometimes we like spit out words that we may have covered before and it's an accident. But if we ever do that and don't explain some of the lingo, you can go to nftsfornewbies.com and get a lingo guide or just an NFT newbie guide altogether. That's going to probably save you some time, uh, maybe save you a DM and just have a reference so that way you can educate yourself on your off time if you'd like. And if you get any of those guides, then you will get our newsletter every week, every Wednesday, that is. And you will see what we've been up to, what we've released, and where you can find us. Let's get to the show. Apparently, there are several ways we can buy NFTs. Let's not confuse this any, y'all. Let's not get more confused up on her than we already are. But we've been talking a lot about ETH on the show. Well, did you know? There's another option. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I, were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Heather and I are here with another guest, and this has actually become very fun because I'm not afraid to make a fool out of myself, including in front of people like you, KJ. So, you know, look, we're not living under a rock here. Like, we know there's other things, but ETH just has an easy ring to it, and it's familiar, but there's more to it. First, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, and then what we're going to be talking about crypto-wise. Of course. Well, my name is KG, as you mentioned. Uh, I'm a software software developer by trade. I'm involved with a new NFT launch, and similar to you, uh, really introduced to Ethereum NFTs, but there's been a lot of issues with that, which we can dive in if you want. High gas fees, high transaction costs. So that was something that deterred us personally from wanting to launch on that. There's also Cardano NFTs. I don't know if you were aware uh, those didn't also provide a, a great experience, and Solana is the one that, at the moment, we, we feel is the best for our uh, members of the community. When you say very, we, uh, who are you talking about? Who's we? Uh, my team. My team that's involved with our NFT project, Psydux. Uh, so uh, we actually just uh, launched pretty much uh, last month. So our actual mint will be uh, this uh, coming late November. Uh, so members of the team, I'm the tech guy. We got marketing folks. Uh, and other uh, artists. So so there's a few of us on that. So more more on our website. So I'll, I'll provide those links later. Yeah. And real quick uh, for everyone listening, we just talked a little bit about gas. We talked about minting, like all those episodes already happened. So go back into the catalog and check it out. And Heather and I actually started NFTs for newbies uh, on Instagram. We finally started a page, by the way. So <laughs> help us get that thing going. But KJ, I have a question. You know, you're, you're looking around and you decided on Solana, but you, we recently did an episode on gas fees, which is like literally like the kryptonite. Like it really takes the excitement out once you're like, oh, I'm going to get that legendary key. You know what I mean? The founder's key. And then Oh, wait, $200 in gas? Um, how is Solana any different in any capacity from us having to pay the piper in that, in that regard? Yeah, so they have a, at the moment, they have a flat fee, a transaction cost. There really is no concept of gas uh, on Solana. Um, and gas is really, from my understanding of Ethereum, not that I'm an expert, but um, that's really to pay the miners. So obviously the higher uh, gas that someone's willing to pay that incentivizes the miner to process your transaction, of course. 
but that's not really a thing on Solana. So they kind of work off timestamps. So it's kind of like a proof of history, not like proof of like work. Uh, Ethereum 2.0 will be changing that a bit, um, but that's something that hasn't launched yet. It's already been delayed from you know summer this year, and I think now it's Q1 2022. Um, so that was one thing, um, you know, because we want to launch, um, you know, next month, like I said. So we can't really wait for all that. So again, we're NFTs for newbies, so we're here to bridge the gap between new people and all the things that you know. So I'm off the bat when you start saying that I can purchase an NFT with Solana versus Ethereum. Yep. Is that all NFTs, or are there certain NFTs uh, that accept Solana and ETH, or can we buy anything with Solana? You're to totally right. So each blockchain is separate. So if you want to buy a uh, so so using you know board ape yacht club they're only on ethereum so to purchase a board ape yacht club you would have to uh have a wallet that has ethereum and then you can go and, and buy that off of a marketplace correct so then you have an, uh, another nft like ours will be on solana so you will need the solana coin to purchase that one so think of it like each one is its own like highway right so like you're on the solana highway or you're on the ethereum highway you there's not really a way at the moment um, to kind of just switch between those. Can you, I be on both highways? You could, and you just okay. Those, you just need to buy those coins, right? So, so these right. it's just currency, right? So, if you're going to Europe, you need the euro, right? Like some people might, right? So, you go into a shop, you only have euros, you can buy something. If you have dollars, that makes sense. Convert it, and then you can buy it. So, to be clear, if when the project drops, yes, and if. It's it's going to be Solana only. Yep. If I don't have Solana, it's not a deal breaker by any stretch of the imagination. I could literally convert some of my ETH into Solana and then go on my merry way and purchase. Mm. So uh, answer me this, please. Like when when you are a software developer and and you know, I guess you have. Uh, this is interesting. At what point were you like, cool? This <laughs> NFT thing is something I want to do. Yeah. Who's coming with me? Like, I mean, talk to us about that. Definitely. So just my own personal journey, you know, I was originally exposed to like, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum a couple years ago and, you know, didn't probably put as much money in either of them as I should have, of yeah. course. But, um, you know, I, I had heard friends talk about NFTs for maybe about a year, uh, but never really appealed to me. Uh, you know, I thought the art was cool. But, you know, over the past few months in particular, a few of my friends were making crazy returns on their investments in NFTs. And I'm sure uh, a lot of your listeners are interested in just that. So, you know, that got my eyes open. Uh, I saw, thought some of the art was cool. Um, so I participated in some minting and I didn't always get them. So an experience I had on Cardano was I tried to mint. They took my money and then I didn't get anything. And then they had to like refund me. And then I lost like my gas fees. And that's, you know, something that also happens on Ethereum as well, as I'm sure you know. So mm -hmm. it was just not a good experience. And then I had a Solana launch that I participated in, uh, Eternal Beings. And although that, you know, hasn't panned out as I would have liked as an investment, at least I can say the technology aspect of it was very smooth. So uh, a few of my friends were involved in the launch. I was the only one that actually got it. And, you know, they, they took the money from my wallet. And seconds later, I got my NFT. And I'm like, okay, I got what I paid for. And although my friends didn't get one, they weren't frustrated. You know, obviously, they weren't happy about not getting it. But, you know, their money wasn't kind of on hold. And you're waiting for a refund. And you've wasted yeah. gas. And, you know, you, you either got it or you didn't. And you move on, right? So I really liked that experience. And then getting more into kind of, uh, talking about why I, as a developer like Solana, is 
uh, I'm, I'm a little lazy. So I have a, a job which I code in and there's certain languages that I'm familiar with and certain that I'm not. And I don't want to just have to learn a new programming language, right? Like I have a certain expertise, you know, I've done front end, you know, typical web application development. And I don't want to learn a language to, to code on the blockchain. That's a little overwhelming for me um, to kind of get into the weeds. How does that really work? And how is the security and, and, and all of those aspects? But um, Solana has really uh, partnering with uh, a foundation called Metaplex, which my understanding is they're a spinoff of the original Solana Foundation. They've pretty much created a simplified way for a common developer to be able to program for them, which I think is game changing. So they use a very common uh, web application framework called React.js which, you know, is very, you know, popular. Uh, I'm sure, you know, any kind of people familiar with development, will that name will stick out. React.js was founded by Facebook. It's open source now. So, you know, a lot of people are familiar with that. So they provide you right out of the gate this kind of uh, very basic storefront, which as a developer, I can just modify that, get what I want. And now I have a minting website and I can just kind of upload my, you know, images to that. And there you go. I have an NFT on the blockchain and I have my Mint website. I can set a start time on it. So, you know, everyone can go to the website at the time that I'm launching and they can mint and, you know, everything is kind of done for me. So I just think that that's just revolutionary. Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Specey, who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs simplified. KJ, listen, first of all, you're very smart. Second, I'm glad you mentioned like, you know, quote, you're lazy, whatever, side note. But, uh, you know, people listening to this show, myself included, like we're working really hard to wrap our, we haven't been in this space for a couple of years. This is all new language and we're trying to figure out, I mean, how to set up wallets and pick out the right NFT and all this stuff. And to me, when I hear this, I almost get immediately overwhelmed because I'm thinking, okay, this is something else I need to learn. What's the advantage here of me switching everything that I'm learning right now about Ethereum and this particular avenue and thinking about another way of going about it. What is the advantage from like the everyday person who maybe feels over their head right now with the whole NFT world to consider uh, switching to Solana? For sure. So great question. And I'm definitely not t- trying to overwhelm, but so you've already taught, you know, your listeners how to mint an NFT, you know, you purchase Ethereum, you will, you know, go to a website, you will, you know, participate in their launch, you will click, you know, a button to mint, and then you either get it or you don't kind of get it. And if you do get it, it ends up in your wallet. If you don't, you know, some of the money is maybe taken as a gas fee, right? So so that money's... concept is still reusable for Solana. That hasn't changed. 
The thing that's going to change is you now need a Solana token in your wallet, which your users might be using Coinbase to get Solana from, you know, U.S. dollars, for example, or Binance, right? So any marketplace is going to have Solana. So Ethereum right now is like the number two uh, ranked, um, you know, cryptocurrency by market cap, Solana 7. So it's not hard to find. You know, it's up there, a big player at this point. So the only thing that changes is you just purchase a different kind of coin. And when you go to, similarly, a mint launch, you will see a button that says, do you want a mint? And it will say the price and all of those things. And you're still clicking a button. You just now are, are working with Solana. And uh, the other change would be uh, uh, which wallet you're using. So for Solana, it would be a different wallet. So uh, the most popular one for newbies I would recommend is Phantom Wallet. And uh you know, I, I, I'm really happy. I just, you know, obviously for inviting me here, but we've covered a lot of newbie questions on our website. So I would encourage people to go there. We have a huge FAQ sure. section and, you know, people can read about the, the nitty gritty of how do I get my wallet? How do I set up my wallet? That's all already kind of up there. So we can answer mm-hmm. those there. That's what I'm asking of like, because it says like it's a, it's the best blockchain platform. Yep. And I'm just curious, like if you can give me couple of reasons sure, why. Sure. So, so of course, that's our opinion. So for one, it's, as I mentioned before, Ethereum's transaction fee is like 12 bucks minimum. That's not even including gas fees. Yep. For Solana, it's like a fraction of one cent US dollars. It's like a right. quarter of a cent or a tenth of a cent. So that's one thing. Ethereum currently processes, I believe, about 100 transactions per second. Solana, in comparison, can do up to 65,000 per second. What? And they will you. grow as people's internet speeds grow. Um, so, so that's another change. So that's growth. But at the present moment, they can do up to 65,000. So it's quick. As I kind of mentioned, you, if you're able to mint, you're getting your NFT in seconds. I love it. So the experience is game changing, in our opinion. So, oh. right. So, so those are the big things because imagine, right? So, also an Ethereum coin right now, last time I checked, was like $3,800. It was 41 last night. It was insane. Yeah. And, and the Solana, cho- uh, Solana coin right now is about 180 last time I checked. So, it's more affordable, especially if you're a newbie. It's, it's less of a, you know investment, especially if you, know, you only have a few hundred dollars to invest into an NFT. You know, you're going to pay. $12, let's say you buy it from Coinbase, because that's what I'm most familiar with. You buy some, you pay Coinbase a fee for getting it. Then you got to transfer it to your MetaMask wallet, for example, which is one of the wallets that you know you can get an NFT in. So transferring it to that is going to cost you 12 bucks. Then you got to transfer it to the, the minting website. That's another 12 bucks. And then you might pay a gas fee on top of that. So you know, if you're only able to buy, of course, you can buy a fraction of the in, in Ethereum. You're paying so much in gas fees. If you know you only had 300 bucks, like that's like 20% gone theoretically just in gas fees. Versus Solana, you know, you have the same 300 dollars. You might buy you'll you'll buy like a coin and a half. You'll pay fractions of cents to move it around, and then you know. So so I think that's the key difference. I like it a lot. That's that's. That's that's all like really important knowledge, and I feel yes. oh, a little bit smarter uh, knowing that. <laughs> let me let me ask um, about Psydux. Uh, I'd like to know what it's about, but I also want to, and I think Heather would agree wholeheartedly, is what we've heard as we entered the space, and as a lot of newbies enter the space, is that you know it really comes down to the people running the project, right? Like it, for sure, it's very much about the personnel, the developers, like the team behind it because there have been some flops. There's been some rug pulls. That's a, that's a term, uh, Heather. Anyway, essentially when people don't deliver, but 
I, I want to hear about side ducks, but before that, talk to me about how important it is to have cultivated the right team for this. For sure. So definitely you need to have a team that is willing to be doxxed. So that's an important thing. That's why I'm, you know, here talking with you all today to to show that I'm a real person and I'm and I'm here and willing to to chat and and share what we know. But yeah, I mean, a, a, th- a big thing that I've noticed at least recently is there's a lot of hype and it's a lot of expectation. So certain projects promise certain things, and then right after they they change what they're going to do. So a big thing that's happened recently is royalty that will go to holders. Yes. So numerous projects have said, yeah, you know, all, you know, resales on secondary marketplaces, we're going to give them back to the holders. But the SEC has started investigating that because from my my perception, that's kind of perceived as like a dividend and that needs to be regulated. A lot of (laughs) NFTs are kind of like changing their stance because, you know, they can't. And a lot of marketplaces like one on Solana is Alpha Art. They've decided that they're, they've looked at all NFT roadmaps that are listed currently on their website and they've pulled the ones that offer that. So as an NFT, you got to do your due diligence in advance to know, you know, what are the legal ramifications? So you promise something, you can't deliver that or you change it after the fact. And then, of course, people want to get out because, you know, that wasn't part of the initial deal when they were minting. So I think that's the thing. Uh, I would say that there's that. And then other things have been, I think people have tried to get too gimmicky. So I saw a project um, where they said, I think they were releasing 7,500 NFTs. So they said like the first zero to 2,500 will be free. And then 2,500 to 5,000 will be like reduced price. And then the last will be like, you know, whatever the final price is. So there's a rush. And I don't know, you know, the intricacies of what happened, but it flopped because some people were overcharged you know, and other things, and then they weren't happy. And they, you know, they thought that they would, they click the button in the, in the time period to get the free one. So there's all these things. And and I think that that's just not a good experience for people. But what, again, I like about Solana and particularly Metaplex is they're launching a new protocol, which our team is looking into called fair price launch. So it's a little bit complicated. I don't want to get into the weeds, but they kind of have like a lottery system where there's kind of like a pre-sale. It's all meant to be kind of fair to, to everyone, everyone having an equal, equal opportunity to get something. But then most importantly, they have anti-rug mechanisms built in. So for example, the creators can set a percentage, like let's say if half don't sell, all the money will automatically go back into the people's wallet. And, and, they, and they hold the NFT? Uh, I think the NFT will be returned. I don't know about I don't, anti-rug mechanisms built in, which is publicly available so you wow. before you mint and that's something that's very new that 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 i think released within the last month so we're evaluating that ourselves to see if that's something we can you know switch over to you know soon so so that's also things that i like and other mechanisms even ethereum uses some are like white lists and other things but uh in our opinion like that also gets kind of wonky like how do i know like this person who's whitelisted is deserves to be on the white list like are they connected to the like you know there's all these other things where you know there's still not that trust we're having a launch that's available to the public it all happens at the same time either you get it or you don't get it and that's that so we could talk to you all day long you are a wealth of knowledge Uh, we have one final question for you but where can people connect with you guys sidux.com and that will link to our twitter we also have a discord so that's s-i-g-h ducks.com and we're kind of uh, just briefly, uh, we're an NFT that's inspired kind of by Pokemon and also kind of the Board 8 Yacht Club with our own kind of twist. So, a lot of animals in the NFT world. <laughs> I know. 
right, right. Well, all that will be linked in the show notes, guys. Rich has our pod deck, which is a random card, KJ, that you're not ready for to get this vulnerable with. But here we go. All right. I like this one. If you were given $1,000 to spend on your closest friend, what would you get them? I would probably buy Solana. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. I knew it. 